the Broken Twig Podcast with your hosts, Nobes and Hursty. Let's go. Hello, everybody, and welcome to this new episode, the Broken Twig Podcast. Sorry we haven't been here for a while. We are back now and ready to rumble, everybody. Oh, my God. I am. I cannot believe that I just said that, everybody. I feel like Hursty should be doing the intros from now on after that horrible one, but just remember to follow us on Instagram at Broken Twig Podcast. That's so Hersey, speak. Bad intro you've had. I'll tell you that. Yeah, not not the first bad intro. It, it's a learning curve. I'll get in eventually. Yeah. Eventually, like in two years or something, I'll get I'll I'll nail down that intro. But right now we work with what we got. So. Hirsty, anything you want to talk about to lead us off? Well, we can lead it off with something kind of minor. I mean, not a lot of people care about this move just because Florida has no fans, but Florida recently hired uh, Bill Zito as the new GM of their team. Bill Zito? Yeah, like, I've never really heard of him. I'm going to be honest, you're not really going to make anything up and stuff. I've never really heard of him. And to be honest, I don't care that much, but which isn't really good considering that I am a hockey podcaster. But like, yeah, I feel like I should be honest here. Well, he used to be the senior vice president of hockey operations in Columbus. And he's a first time head coach. So good for him. Good for him. Enjoy being the GM of a shit franchise that nobody cares about yeah yeah enjoy it all right well now that we're done with that topic we can talk about first of all the bruins are done the rat has been exterminated da, 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 da. so happy bruins get out of here yeah screw the bruins yeah cue marshawn crying yeah the best part is this is probably one of their this is probably like one of their last chances to make it because a lot of their players are getting older like Krug might not even come back and stuff and Rask too it's been said that Rask might not even come back like he doesn't care about hockey that much so yeah so yeah well what else is we can do is we can give our predictions of what will happen for some of the series that are still going on. You can start with Islanders, Philly. Islanders are going to win. And you said Philly would win. And I think Islanders are going to win. And you're wrong again. Nice one. Well, I'm not yet, but well, Flyers had a pretty nice OT win yesterday. We both said that you said Flyers in seven. I said Islanders in seven. It might be Islanders in six. Uh, I, I, I see the Flyers winning this. As I like, can't see a team by, that's headed by Lou Lamorello lose, choke a 3-1 series lead. I don't see that happening. Lou Lamorello is the GM. He doesn't control how the team, like, does in the I actual know. game. He like, just builds it. the whole team if that happened. I can see it happening. All right. But, well, you also said the Canucks would beat Vegas, and you still think that's They still happen. could. Yeah, but do you still think that's going to happen? I do. 
Wow. Keeping with your prediction. Well, I think you, you predict them to win, but you don't want them to win. Because in quite honesty, no one wants the Canucks to make it deep. Because you saw what happened when they lost in the finals. What if they lose again in the finals? Or what if they even win in the finals? Not only will Vancouver burn down, but all the surrounding areas will burn down too. That's true. They might burn down though. No, not might. They will. All right. Well, I, I still think that Vancouver has a chance. I like their team. I like their players. So, yeah. That's what I think. All right, then. Well, I'm not going with Vancouver at all. I'm sticking with my prediction with Vegas. And I think Vegas will win 4-1 next game. Really? 4-1. I'll hold you to that, Hersey. All right. Well, I correctly predicted the score the last few uh, Dallas games. So... I think it's because you're psychic. I'm going to say 5-3 Dallas tonight. 5-3, all right. I am going to say... Thinking. I'm going to say 4-3 Avalanche in overtime. Landis Clog gets the winning goal. And then you think the Avalanche win it in seven? No, I think that the Avalanche, then they lose in a heartbreaking double overtime game seven loss. And then Dallas will make up for, for its losing in double overtime in the game seven of the second round last year. Oh my God. Well, I mean, I don't know. I really think without uh, – Without Grubauer, I don't think they're going to win tomorrow. They got one last time, but I think they just did everything last game, and they're going to run out of gas. Well, they're the type of team that does do everything, so. No, but by everything, I mean. Oh, wait. I changed my mind. Dallas wins. I just realized that Michael Hutchinson is starting. All right, everybody, Dallas is winning. Wait, why? Francois isn't starting? He's not. How do you know? Look, I'm on sports and I'm on the live tracker. Michael Hutchinson is likely to start. That's not good. Yeah, he's probable. Yeah. All right. Uh, yeah, All right. I'm yeah, I changed my prediction. prediction. I changed my prediction. Dallas wins 6 3. <laughs> well, yeah, Mike, Michael Hutchinson won last game, and it's only because Alvin scored 100 goals. Yeah. Is Francois injured too? Um, I'm checking. I don't. It says they're going to go with, it might go with either, but Francois hasn't been that great this series. Yeah, so, but also, Michael Hutchinson is Michael Hutchinson. Yeah. Um, don't really know how good of a move that is, but it is, so, yeah. There's a reason Leafs traded him. Yeah, there is. I never expected Michael Hutchinson to be playing in an elimination playoff game, but I guess nope. this is where we are. Maybe a minor league elimination playoff game. Yeah, maybe. Maybe. maybe but. Yeah. Well, what about the uh, 
the the Boston series. What do you think? Do you think they're going to – I mean, not the Boston series. What do you think is going to happen to Boston? Boston? I think that they're going to trade all their players to the Leafs. But Tory Krug is going to sign with the Leafs for $2 million just because he realizes how good of a team they are. Chara, Rask, Marchand, and Bergeron are all going to retire. And then the Leafs still lose to Boston in seven games. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That would, yeah. I've heard, seen, well, not heard. I've seen that the Leafs could possibly take a run at Tory Krug, which mm. that'd be interesting, but mm. he's more of an offensive type defenseman. Well, I like him. I think he's really underrated. But also another thing is that he, I'm guessing that he's going to want a lot of money. The Leafs probably won't be able to give that to him. Yeah, I agree. Well, um, do you think the Leaf would target Leonard or Kemper if they trade Anderson? Yeah, that's another thing I want to talk about. I think that that's actually a good segue to our next topic. What should the Leafs do about their goaltending situation? Well, something I came up with. We could do a Frederick Anderson, Brett Pesci, one for one swap. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. But I feel like, well, uh, well, how about this, Freddie? Hold on, I just need to do something quickly. Freddie Anderson for Brett Pesci, and then we signed Robin Leonard to no, Freddie Anderson, a third round pick, and Andreas Johnson for Brett Pesci, and all for Brett Pesci. And what's and Warren Fogley? Warren, Warren Fogle's not on their team anymore. Oh yeah, I'm such I'm a dumbass. I'm I'm such a dumbass. I'm sorry. I don't know why I'm on hockey podcast. Or I'm, no, um, how about Brock? No, Brock again. What do you think about this? Frederick Anderson, Timothy Lilligren, and. A second round pick and either Janssen or Kerfoot, whatever they choose for Dougie Hamilton. I don't think that gets done. I don't think Carolina would do that. No, you're wrong. Warren Fogel's still on Carolina. He's just an RFA. What? I thought he was traded. He's the dumb one now. No, yeah. He's on. Yeah, he's an RFA this year. This year. So, yeah, it's war. And. I'm guessing that he won't really – he might want a lot, but if he wants, they can always just trade him again and stuff. But, yeah, don't you think that that's a, a good deal? Freddie Anderson, Andreas Johnson, and a third-round pick for Brett Pesci and Warren Fogel. Lee. Um, I don't know. I don't really like Warren Fogel. I think that he is pretty Johnson good. He has more potential than Fogel, I think. What? Janssen has more potential than Fogel, I'd say. They're around the same age, but I, I'd i say Fogel. He is also from Markham, Ontario. Yeah. And what so he's a Toronto kid. He's pretty good. He got 30 points this year in 68 games. So just calculating quickly how long that will be an entire season. Well, what about this? You trade Frederick Anderson and like a so he was on pace for thirty six points the entire season. So I feel like 
he probably won't want a lot, and he could be a cheap addition to the Leafs' bottom six. Yeah, well, what do you think of this? Frederick Anderson in the third for the 13th overall pick. Would that get done? Who is that Carolina who has it? Yeah. It's the Leafs pick. Oh. Well, I feel like the Leafs, they already have their first round pick, but if they're going to trade Freddie to Carolina, it would probably be for a defense, not so much as a pick or something. Well, so I want to see something for Dougie. I'd want to get Dougie Hamilton out of it. I'd want to find a way to get Dougie Hamilton. Well, then, how about this? Well, that might be tough, but then how about this? Freddie Anderson, Andreas Johnson, Timothy Lilligren for Dougie Hamilton and Morgan Geeky. That's what I just said, except I added in a second-round pick, and there was no Morgan Geeky. Um, I don't know about that. I don't know if they do that. Dougie Hamilton's coming off a really good year, even though he was injured for part of it. Well, what, well, what they get is – so they get a goalie because we all know that uh, that Carolina does have a bit of a goaltending problem that they most likely would want to fix. They get Andreas Johnson, who probably won't play in their top six, but he could be a pretty good third liner and stuff. Like he might find his stride and start doing pretty good. And then they also get Timothy Lilligren, who's a defensive prospect who could end up replacing Hamilton. Like not to that extent, but he could end up slotting into their top six or something. Yeah, I guess, but not sure if that get done gets done still. Does Carolina do that, or do we need to throw in, like, a pick still? Uh, well, well, let's think of it this way. Does that be Freddy, a great trade for us? And hey, then we can sign, like, well, Robin. let's think of it piece by piece. Freddie Anderson. He's normally a consistent goalie, but had a bad year during the regular season, but really picked it up in the playoffs and made a lot of really good plays and stuff. Andreas Johnson doesn't really have much trade value at this point, as he's making $3.4 million and, and he's coming off a year where he's injured most of the time. And when he was in the lineup, he wasn't really that effective, but he still had a pretty good rookie year, and he still has some upside. And then Timothy Lilligren, he's taken a bit of time to find a stride in the NHL. Still hasn't really done it yet. He was a pretty highly touted prospect. He's still young, so he still has a lot of potential. Uh, and he is a bit of a boomer bust guy at this point. But he could end up working out really well. So I think with this one. And then on the Leaf side, they get Dougie Hamilton, who had a Norris caliber season until he got uh, injured. And he's actually, like, he's made a lot of friends in Carolina and stuff, and it seems like he likes it here. So he may not even want to be trade, traded, but he would be a good piece to add to the Leafs. He's also big, 6'6", so he can play, like, a physical-type game. So you need to think of it that way. Maybe. What about this, do you think? Frederick Anderson and a third for the Carolina's first overall pick. Then we trade the 15th overall pick, Timothy Lilligren. Andreas Janssen and Alex Kerfoot for Darcy Kemper and Oliver ekman Larson. Well, I know about that because, first of all, I don't really – I don't. I just don't really feel about ekman Larson anymore. Yeah, like, yeah, obviously. He's had a bunch of really bad seasons lately and stuff. And a few years ago, he was really good. But I just really think that now he's gone from underrated – 
to overrate it really quickly. And I just don't really like that. And feel like the Leafs don't really need him. And there's a lot of better defensemen that they could get for cheaper. Okay, well, what do you think about Timothy Lilligren and Andreas Janssen and a second rounder for – or a third rounder for – what's it called? Uh, Darcy Kemper. Mm, that's not bad, actually. Lillig- so, Lilligren, Janssen, the third? Yeah, for Kemper. I I don't I see that there's no way that Arizona does that. Wait, are you including Freddie Anderson in the deal? No. Yeah, no way that that the that Arizona does that. What about a second? Like a second and a third. Second, third. Well, think of it this way, like I just said, Johnson doesn't really have much trade value. Lilgren has more trade value than Johnson, but still not a lot. And then just second and a third. So, and Kemp, Kemper, he, he, uh, for the first half of the season, I'd say he was the best goalie. So, that's yeah. true. Well, we can something. This could lead. Like we could talk about the the trade board right now. So at the top is yeah. Well, by the way, everyone. So what Hursty is talking about here is that a day ago TSN released its trade bait board, which lists the players that they think are most likely to be traded. It's a, it's a mixture of skill and how likely they are to be traded. So what me and Hursty are going to do now is we are going to go along the board and say what, will ha- what we think will happen with each player. So Hursty, start us off with number one. Number one, we got Matt Murray. I think Matt Murray could go to a team like Ottawa, who needs a goalie right now. And Ottawa loves giving away players who are who can play in the NHL and do good. So, I don't know. They're kind of running out of players to trade, but... Well, Maria could be prospects because Pittsburgh doesn't really have that big of a prospect pool. So, I feel like if they're going, if Murray is going to a team like Ottawa that has a high prospect list, it would probably be for some of those prospects or one of Ottawa's many picks or a few of Ottawa's many picks and stuff. So, maybe uh, for Ottawa's... Islanders pick for the Islanders pick, something like that, where those are the two main pieces. Well, I think that Matt Murray might go to Calgary. I feel like he might go to Calgary because Calgary is a team that I I said it before. I don't think Riddich is good enough to be an NHL starter. Calgary, they need a goal. They need a goalie. I think that Murray could fit the job. And also, Calgary has had a problem with going far in the playoffs. And Murray could help that because he's experienced. He already has two cup rings. And and I feel like they might want him. And then Pittsburgh will probably want some defense and prospects back. So Calgary may have to trade like TJ Brody or something along with some of their prospects. I'm just looking here to see who they could like give away and stuff. But I feel like Calgary would be a good destination for for him. All right. Mm-hmm. Well, I could see that happening, but I there has been rumors that Calgary wants to keep their current tandem with Calvin and Riddich. Mm-hmm. I don't think that that's a good move, but if they want to do it, then yeah, maybe that might happen. So. Well, next on the list is Leafs legend JVR, James Van Riemsdyk. Yeah. What do you think, Nobs? 
JVR. Trying to see like what team would be a fit for him because he's a very good net front presence. His contract is a bit expensive, which is probably why he's on the trade bait board. Cause it's seven hundred. It's seven million. He's definitely not worth that stuff. Uh, like he's a winger. He has scoring potential, but his defense isn't really all there and stuff. But I feel I like think he could go to a team like yeah, Montreal. and he is someone that with 30-goal pedigree, which a lot of teams like. So I'm trying to think, though, it might be tough to find a fit for him because the team that gets him will need, A, have enough cap space to afford it, and, B, he need the help for him because, like, really, because, like I said, he's making $7 million. So if he's going to go for, to a team, it's going to go to a team that needs him, not just, not just for him to be an extra piece. So I think that team is Montreal or Colorado. Mon- they both have a lot of cap space. Montreal lacks scoring. And they, they, they have not much wingers. So why not Montreal? Plus they have a ton of cap space. Yeah, maybe Montreal. That actually wouldn't be too bad. But I also don't – he could go to – and like, maybe he could go to like Columbus. Though I don't really know if Torts would like him that much. But Columbus has some cap space, and he could offer some scoring. Because I feel like scoring is what Columbus has been missing. They just need some just like go and score, which he could bring. He's a good net front presence and stuff. Up and so I feel like maybe Columbus could be a team that's looking at him. Yeah, maybe. Well, the thing about Montreal is they wouldn't have to give up a lot for him because, obviously, he's on that awful contract. So, that would be, like, a really – not, like, a really good move, but, like, maybe a smart move for Montreal if they can get him for really cheap. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, it could be. So, well, we can move on to the next person on the trade bait board which is Josh Anderson of the Columbus Blue Jackets. Yeah, Josh Anderson. Hmm. Now, here's a guy that could go probably a lot of places. There's a lot of teams that could use someone like him. Yeah, there are. He's a pretty skilled forward. His, he's an RFA this year. So it may be because Columbus doesn't want to sign him, and that's why he'll – He'd be on the trade block, but I feel like I don't. I don't know if he's actually going to be traded though. I feel like he might be dangled out there. But if they really can't get enough a good enough offer, they'll just negotiate with him and find the right deal. Yeah, for sure. Well, I don't know where. I don't know where he get traded though. There's probably like some. He was injured a lot this year. Yeah. So like so that's he probably I'd say that if he does sign deal it'd probably be a short deal because he's injured this year like sort of like a two or three year deal around in the range of two to four million so and Columbus could probably afford that so I really feel like he'll be dangled out there if they can't get a good enough offer they'll just end up re-signing him. Yeah. Probably. Yeah. Okay, next we have Oliver Ekman-Larsen. Oliver Ekman-Larsen. 
Uh, hmm. You know, I could see him going to a team like Winnipeg, who actually who doesn't have a crazy amount of cap space, but they have a lot of forward pieces and they have some young players they can move. Maybe like Sammy Niku, he's not a forward, but they could move him or maybe someone like Christian Veselainen, something like that. Young young pieces, and it seems like Carolina is going to rebuild. Retool, at least. Well, I think that well, I think that Oliver ekman Larson might go to Montreal. I feel like he could be a good fit there. As Montreal, they've really they have three defensemen, and then they have three actual like solid defensemen. The rest are really just third pair and seventh defensemen. So they could get OEL. He'd easily fit into the top four, get the playing time that he needs. And Montreal does have the assets to give up for him. He'd help the team a lot. And I feel like it's a solid destination for him. And also, oh, he, they will be able to afford his cap hit, which is which is around $8.8 million. Yeah. Yeah. I could see that happening. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I feel like that's what will happen with him, in, in my opinion. Okay, well, next, we have a really big with shocker, Patty Line. Yeah, this is... Uh, still comparing him to Austin Matthews. Yeah. Uh, the only people that are still comparing him to Austin Matthews is Jesse Pollock. Well, yeah. Maybe, probably. Well, I really feel like the line A rumors, they're really going strong. Last year, while well, he was negotiating for contract, but I really haven't heard them that, mu- that much anymore. As he had a bounce back year this year as he was almost a point per game and almost got 30 goals so he's really done good and but maybe they might want to sell high on him but I feel like he's I feel like Winnipeg will make them trades but I just don't feel like he's gonna be the guy that they end up moving yeah um I could still see him getting moved I could see him getting moved to like maybe Carolina for for Dougie Hamilton I can see that happening. What do you think? Uh, I don't. I don't really see him being moved. I feel like, you know, like if they will move forward, it will be someone like Nikolai Ehlers or Matt or Matthew Perot or, or someone like that. But I really don't feel like Line is going to be moved, and I feel like this is a bit of an odd thing to put him on the trade bait board as I really haven't heard anything, and I feel like he'll just end up staying in Winnipeg. Yeah. All right. Well, next, we have Shane Gostisbear. Ghost. Yeah. Well, he was certainly a ghost this year. Nowhere to be found. On the ice, that's for sure. Yeah. he He was found sitting in the press box. Yeah. He won. I don't know where he could go. That's this is not Gosses Bear is not going to fetch much of a return anymore compared to what he used to be worth. But I could see him going to a team that needs defense 
once again. No, this will definitely be a buy low deal. Yeah, buy low deal. Maybe like Winnipeg. I could also I could see him going to Winnipeg. They need defense. Yeah. Um, possibly Montreal. Yeah, there's a few teams that he could go to. He's he's making four point five million till twenty twenty two twenty three. So yeah, there's. I feel like he definitely will be traded. I'm just not sure where right now. Yeah. Okay, well, the next person on the list is Kyle Palmieri. Hmm. Now this Kyle Palmieri, I don't, I don't know where he would go. I say Dallas. Ooh, Dallas for some scoring. Yeah, I think that he could complement their, like their forwards and stuff. He could be a really valuable addition. He's a pretty good scorer. Twenty-five. Uh, he was on pace to get over 30 goals this year, and he's someone that adds a little bit of punch. I could see him going there. Another team that I could see him going to is I could see him going to a young rebuilding team like Detroit or Ottawa or maybe L.A. or something just to help with the young guys and stuff and add a bit of scoring, you know. I feel like he's the type of player. He's on the Devils this year, which is another team like that. But I feel like he is the type of, But Or also – saying on that he was on the Devils, so maybe he still has one year left in his contract. He might want to go to a contender just for that last year. Yeah, maybe. And then have a good season so that the, ne- so that the next year he could demand a big contract. All right, yeah. Next well, we, should, we should only – we should do a few more and then move to something else. All right. Well, next we have Max Domi. And Max Domi, I think he for sure will get traded. And I could see him going to a team like Pittsburgh. And maybe Pittsburgh gives up another one of their prospects. Could you see a possible – well, not anymore as they just acquired Jake Allen, as we'll talk about later. But maybe they do like a quick trade Domi for Murray. And then trade Murray to and flip Murray to someone else. Yeah, they could do that. Could also but, see. But I don't really see why the Canadians would get Murray though. Well, yeah, but who else would they get? Well, uh, well, uh, I'm not sh- really sure, but I feel like. Domi could go to somewhere, but I just don't really feel like if it is a hab that they'll get Murray back because they don't need a goalie. Even if they didn't get Allen, which we can talk about later, they still didn't really need – if they were going to get a goalie, it would be a backup goalie. So, yeah. All right, well, next let's talk about Mark andre Fleury, the backstabbed. Oh, yeah. Um, He's gone. Where does he go? No clue. Maybe Washington as a veteran backup for Samson? No, I don't think – He doesn't want to be a backup. Yeah, I don't think that Fleury will go there. I think that Fleury will – I think that Fleury will go to Ottawa. I was just about to say that. You took the words right out of my mouth. They need a goalie. He's there. He would, he would go there. And he could be there. Yeah, and- he has three cups already. He could be there. He's – 
he's a leader in the dressing room. Like he was basically uh-huh. on a uh-huh. captain. Uh-huh. Not anymore. Well, that yeah, but he was a leader in the dressing room. But still, I feel like Ottawa's a good lo- location. Then this last one, it's a bit of a weird one. Chris Chris Letang. Yeah, I don't know where he's gonna go because. I don't know why Pittsburgh would trade him. Yeah, I don't get why he's here. He's he's Pittsburgh's franchise defenseman. He's been their number one defenseman for so long. I don't think it makes any sense to move. So I say that he stays in Pittsburgh. Same. Okay, well now we now that we're done with that list, we can talk about the Jake Allen trade. Yeah, well, this is uh, a bit of it's like a cap dump for St. Louis, so they could sign Petrangelo. Um, they got a third round pick out of it. The Habs paid a bit much, I, I'd say, for someone who's making like five mil. Well, I think that this is actually, this is shows some comfort in Bennington. Because Bennington, he had a re- really bad playoffs, like he wasn't reforming and all. And he even lost the starting job to Allen. So I think that this shows that the Blues management and coach has confidence in him and knows that that was just a fluke and it's not the norm. So I think that this is actually a way bigger move than it seems. Well, maybe. But as someone who doesn't believe in Bennington, I think they only made they mainly made this trade just to save cap space. Well, maybe, but it, I think that it just means that, like, and and it really and I think that this is also good for the Habs too, because that means that because that the Habs he could be a really good backup to Price to help Price get more rest and stuff. Because Price hasn't really been able to get a lot of rest or anything lately because he's he's been had to play a lot and stuff. So yeah. Well, yeah, I agree. Um. Well, yeah, I guess. He's it's mainly there for the Habs for us, but a third round pick for a goalie, a backup goalie making five mil, they are going to be so screwed in three years. You don't understand how dumb they're going to be in cap hell, especially if the cap barely moves. Price 10 mil, they got uh Allen at five mil. I assume it's 4.35 actually. So, Kokanyemi. I assume he's going to take around six, seven but mil. But Allen was also really good this year. He was one of the top people in the league in save percentage. And in the playoffs, he was dominant. So I actually feel like this makes sense for the Habs because they still have camp space. And he can he, he can really give Price a lot of security, especially because Price has had some injury problems. So Price could get injured. And Allen, definitely, I, I could see him as being someone that steps up and make a a starter, so yeah, I I think that this deal actually makes sense for both teams. Though I do agree that might have been. Uh, I don't really agree that it was an overpayment, be, just because the year that he had. All right. Well, the reason I think it's a, it's gonna be a bad move is because in three years it's gonna haunt the shit out of them because they are gonna have no cap space. Caulfield, Suzuki, Kotkaniemi, Allen's. That's where you're wrong. Allen's deal is only till the end of next year. It's only yeah, for one more year. They're probably going to re-sign him. 
yeah, but there's no way that he's going to ask for that much. It'll probably only be like two million or something, depending on how well he does. And I don't really think that two million is that much to ask of a solid backup goalie. So. I guess, but when you're already paying price ten million, twelve million for two goalies, it's got a lot. Yeah, that's lot. true. Because now, especially two aging goalies. Yeah, because price is paying ten point five million. So that basically means that they are paying almost fifteen million for their two goalies. So, yeah, that is actually a good point there that you made. Well, you know, it's a small trade, and it. I think Montreal still got a lot of moves to go. Yeah. So I... we'll see what this brings in, and. Apparently, the Penguins got an offer for Matt Murray, but they declined it because they didn't like it. Yeah. I'm Which means sure that they are shopping him. Yeah. Well, we already knew that. Yeah. But, yeah. But that means that they have been talking to a lot of teams and making conversations and stuff. Gene said he could be on the move, too. But I wonder what team that was. That decide that. Yeah, I'm not sure. The trade what was for too. Yeah. Maybe someone was trying to get something out of Rutherford because they're like, oh, he's an idiot. <laughs> yeah. Maybe that makes sense. Oh so, yeah. So. Mhm. 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 Well, what do you, I think we it's been it happened uh about a week ago already, but I think we should talk about the Kapanen trade for a bit. First of all, I think that was a really good trade for the Leafs. We got a first a fifteenth overall pick in a really deep draft, and I think we could get someone like Askarov or Baron or Gooley. I would like to get Askarov, but yeah, well, we can talk about that because I feel like the Kapanen trade, it's a bit of old news by now. But we could talk about who we think the Leafs should get with that pick. And I think they should get Askarov. Right now- I don't think that Askarov is going to be available then. That's the thing. It's 15th yeah. overall. Like, I really just don't. May- well, if he is, we take him because I, I think Carolina might take him, even though they have Najelkovic. Yeah, well, I think that. Someone that I would want them to take is either Connor Zeri or Seth Jarvis. I both think that they're really good prospects. And although people are always talking about them needing defense, I really feel like a solid because Zari is a center and Jarvis is a right wing, but they could both move over to left wing if needed. And I feel like they have pretty high upside and stuff. As Jarvis got 98 points and 42 goals this year playing in the WHL, which is the hardest of the junior leagues and stuff. He has a lot of offensive power. He'd fit in with the Leafs style, and I feel like he's something on that they could get. Some other prospects, though, that I do see them targeting are William Wallander, Rodion Amirov, and Caden Gooley. Yeah, well, I think they're probably going to just – you, you should probably, if there's a really good player available, you take the really good player. But I don't know. I think the Leafs will be searching by position. And I think they should take Eskarov. They'll take Eskarov if he's available. And if not, I think they'd take a defenseman. They just have so many 
forwards in the system, and they don't have enough defensemen, and that's why I think I, I think they take a defenseman. Okay. Well, I think I don't, well. First of all, I don't think that Askar is gonna be available, and I feel like the Leafs. I don't really feel like a defenseman is something that they need to get. They already have some defensemen standing in the They're probably going to trade for one stuff. And, and also, a defenseman will probably take longer to arrive. But if they can afford, especially one that can't play on the left side, like Dylan Holloway, that could actually be really good for them. Or like Rody and Amirov. I guess. I but... actually feel like a forward could be a solid option. I guess, but eventually you realize we're going to have to pay that forward. But that's still a lot of years in the future. We figure it out then. We, I'm just You shouldn't be thinking, and we're going to have to pay the defenseman too. You shouldn't be thinking, what are we going to be doing five years in the future? It's especially for a team like the Leafs that wants to contend now, you think, what are we going to be doing the next two years? You think like that. What are we going to be doing in the next two years? And then the next two years, think about like two years at a time. That's what I say. All right. Well, you can always figure it out when you need to. Yeah, I guess. But I don't know. I really hope we get a scare off. I think to. that they should. What about Zion Nyback? No. I would like them. If they even have to trade up a few picks to get a scare off, I think they should. Well, according to Bob McKenzie's rankings, his are normally the ones that are most accurate to what actually happened because he talks to a lot of NHL teams and sees what they think and takes a lot of scouts' opinion. He has Askarov at number 11, so it may be a bit hard to trade up because they'll probably have to trade for the 10th or 11th pick just to make sure that they have them. And I see it. Make sure of what the draft rankings are. Why don't they trade for Carolina's pick then? Freddie to, for that Carolina pick. And then you get a goalie and defenseman elsewhere. Uh, and then you pick Askarov and Gouli. Or Askarov and Jarvis. Uh, they're 11th. The 10th and 11th overall pick, that's Winnipeg and Nashville. And there's are both teams that I think might be willing to trade. So actually, I feel like Winnipeg, maybe if you say that they need a trade-up, they need a trade-up five spots. So maybe they do the 15th overall pick. Um, Timothy Lilligren, Andreas Janssen, yeah. Um, and like an extra fourth-round pick. No way we do that. That is a stupid trade. Say it's a stupid trade. Well, you were the one that wanted that. Yeah, but not all those pieces. You don't need a trade. Does Winnipeg need a goalie? Um, no, I'm... they have Hellebuck. Yeah, so they don't need a future goalie. Does Nashville? No, they have Soros. Yeah, but we don't need a trade. Freddie Anderson. Okay, well, think of it this way. 15th overall, 10th overall. I'd say that's a pretty big difference. Like, it doesn't really seem like a lot, but it, it really is like top 10 to other ones. I'd say it's a pretty big difference. So what you need to give up value. I don't even think that Janssen and Lilligren is enough. Personally, I'd say that you have to give up a pick too, like a second. Then they don't do the deal. What? Then they don't do the deal. 
If you have to yeah. give up that Well, much, you're the one saying that they should trade up to get Askarov. I don't think that they really need Askarov. I think that if they're going to get a goalie, they should get a goalie that can play now, not a goalie that can play three years in the future. All right, then. Well, we don't have much goalie prospects, so. Joseph, Wool, Ian, Scott. But we don't need goal. But that's the thing. They may be backs up and stuff in the but what we don't need, Askrov, he's not going to help us now. If we're get a goalie, goalie help is what we need now. But the thing is, we can't be waiting three years for Askrov to become a proper goalie. We need someone that would be in between. But if we're going to sign some free agency, I don't think if you're going to get some free agency, it's unlikely that someone is going to want to sign for only three or four years in free agency. So what that means, basically, is that I is that I. Askarov, like they probably, he probably isn't someone that they really need. All right, but I'm saying if you trade, uh, Askarov, like, trade Anderson for the pick, and then you sign Leonard for four years, which I could see happening, and then you go into free agency and you sign a defenseman, then that looks pretty good to me. All right. Well, I feel like Leonard also would want some some term because he's taken a lot of one-year deals recently so he definitely would want some term and he's 29 so that wouldn't really be that much to ask if he wanted like six or seven years from a contract i don't think i don't think anyone's gonna sign him to a seven-year contract at 29 that'll take him till he's 36 a lot of goalie pecorino won the vesna at 36 and a, like, a, a lot of goalies, it's been a trend recently that goalies have continued to keep up their high level of production well into their 30s. So I really well, feel like Brandon there would be a lot of teams that would want to give Leonard that seven. like Brandon Holpe. What? Brandon Holpe, another goalie that's been amazing into his 30s. No, well, a lot of goalies, you look at it, goalies, the position of goalies, the age is going up. It's trending opposite to that for for example for position players it's trending younger and smaller for goalies it's trending older and bigger if you look at the starting goalies in the league like ben ben bishop flurry he was the starter for a while Corey crawford he's up there in age pecorino i'd say that he's still a star you look at a lot of goalie a lot of teams have older goalies so i really feel like it would be likely that leonard can get a seven-year deal and if you're, and yeah, if the Leafs are getting Askarov, there's no point in giving Leonard seven years. That's what I said when the Panthers signed Rossi. Why are you signing Rossi for seven years when you just drafted Spencer Knight, a top goalie prospect? Like, because Knight, you do what other teams do, where you prepare the players, where you get the good goalie and you get the younger goalie, and then you prepare, use the older goalie to prepare the younger goalie, and then you trade them like the Lightning did with Bishop. Yeah, but what I'm saying, what you don't understand is that the thing is, Leonard, by the time he's, like, Ashcroft will probably already be a starter and stuff, Leonard won't really have that much trade value anymore because he'll, well, I, I'm contradicting myself. But, uh, but contradicting yourself right now. But what I'm saying is, though, that the Leafs, they really don't need Ashcroft. I really don't get why you think if they're going to, they, they don't need Askarov. The only goalies that they're going to be getting are ones that can play now. They're either going to be getting someone that already has a team that will be traded 
like Mario Jari, Arizona, only a free agent, like Leonard or Holtby or, or like or Talbot or Kudobin or someone like that. All right, but I'm saying with our 15th overall pick, if he's available, we're taking him. Yeah, if he's available, we're taking him. And I just don't think that we should trade up to get him. All right. All right. Kale, do you want to look? Being on the topic of trades, though, do you want to look at some cap-friendly mock trades? Sure. All right. I'll bring it up. I can find one first, and then, you know, we can discuss it. Remember, no three-team trade. This is a Toronto one. Carolina, Toronto. So, it's Brady Shea in the third-round pick for William Nylander. That is stupid. Yeah, I, I just Nylander. I say, and also the Leafs are barely the Leafs are saving one and a half million in salary, so it's not really like they're saving that much. I feel like the Leafs can definitely get a defenseman better than Brady Shafer. I say a no deal to this. You found a really stupid trade. Well, I just found a worse one: Carey Price for Jason Zucker and Brandon Tanev. Oh, and may I remind you? Uh, the Habs can't do it because it also exceeds their 23-player roster limit. Well, that doesn't make a difference. They can easily just send someone down. But, yeah, this like this doesn't make any sense. First off, I'd say that Carey Price really doesn't have any value now just because of his contract and, and how long it still carries on for. So, but like, but like the title says, this does say, it says, Pens will, will blindly try to win another cup for Sid. And that is... True, I really think that the Penguins will make some more dumb deals. But also, the Penguins, they're trying to get rid of goalies, not add goalies on. Like, it doesn't make sense to have to add in Carey Price when you already have three NHL-quality goalies. So, yeah, trade gets a dumbass out of 10. <laughs> a bad for both sides out of 10. Yeah. Well, what about this one? Oh, I... Okay, you can do one, then I have another one that I want to do. What's it called? In Ottawa, it's called MMMM. It's Valtteri Filippola, Luke Glendening, Jonathan Berggren, and a, the Red Wings third-round pick for Max Domi. I know Max Domi does not have a crazy amount of value, but there's no way Montreal does this. They're getting yeah. nothing back. They're getting a bad prospect. Luke Glendening, who's not good. I wouldn't say he's good. Nine points in 60 games confirms my point. And Valtteri Filippola, who's like a bottom six player who, who will get you like 10, 10 to 20 points every year. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, I have some two trades by our pal, Real Kenna. I have two that I want to share. We'll start with one. It's called Part 22. It's between Toronto and Vegas. So it's Timothy Lilligren and a second-round pick for Mark andre Fleury and Chandler Stevenson. I'm just saying this. I'm a Leafs fan. I do not think that Fleury, that I do not think that this is equal to Fleury. I do. I really don't feel like Lilligren has a lot of value right now. Second-round pick. The Leafs are expected to be good, so it'll basically be like a third-round pick. Fleury, yeah, the style in the back. Yeah, they have to trade him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I also don't feel like Toronto is a good fit for him. So. Yeah, I just don't. To, and also, it, it'll mean that the, 
I'm and a also in the belief I'm not trading. I'm not taking this deal. I don't want Flurry on my team. Well, it also means that the lease will be almost eight million in over the salary cap. So it'll just put them in even more cap troubles too. So it doesn't make sense financially either. Well, I think now we should look at part twelve, which is Dougie Hamilton, the Carolinas twenty twenty one first for Freddie Anderson, Andreas Janssen and twenty twenty first. You know, this is not a horrible trade. Obviously, huh. Carolina would never do it, but it's not as bad as some of the ones they've made before. Yeah, I don't really see it. This isn't a bad trade. You know what? Hats off to you, real Canna. You didn't You're do that. Missing, you didn't do that bad. Maybe of a trade. Timothy Lilligren would get it done, but I don't. Well, think I think that. I don't. I don't think the Leafs would do this either. Well, maybe they would. Well, actually, they probably would, but Carolina wouldn't. Dougie Hamilton's on a really good cap hit. I don't think they do this. I don't you think they do it. In, you need to add in something else. Mm-hmm. But I well, could see a, a trade like that with Freddie Anderson in the first and something else for it. You know, I have another one. It's in the wild and the new wild, the Montreal Canadiens. It's called Center for Defense. It's Matt Dumbin, the third for Max Domi. I say this is a pretty good trade. Mm, all right. I was kind of wrong on Matt Dumba, though. Because at the start this year, I said that he was going to really break out and have a really good year this year. I was wrong, but he didn't, that didn't really happen. But I, I don't really – I say that Steele's pretty good. All right. Mm. Well, I know you said no – three-team trade, so I won't do this, but I just saw a really stupid three-team trade. Okay, well, any other trades you want to bring up, Percy? Um, let's go with Habs Vegas. Max Domi. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Max Domi, Victor Mete, and a second-round pick for Marcia So and Peyton Krebs. Oh, and to make it even better, Mar- the Vegas has to retain 35% of Marcia So's salary. Marcia yeah. So alone would get that done, maybe. Yeah, it, like- is worth more than Domi. He's a better player. He's he gets more points every year, more goals. He's he's done he's gone deep in the playoffs, a lot of playoff experience. He's Victor Mete, uh, he goes to the same gym as me, but he's not he's a, the well Victor Mete, he's a really solid goal scorer, so that could be something that Vegas wants. <laughs> a solid four goals. Um and Yeah, that's a joker, you just ruined it. Thanks. I know. And Peyton Krebs is a really good prospect. I don't know why Vegas would do this. Mm-hmm. Pretty good deal for the Habs, in my opinion. Well, duh. It's a pretty shit deal for Vegas. Yeah. Habs <laughs> fan, EE underscore two. Yeah. Okay, this one's called I'm Bored. It's between Columbus and Chicago. It's Malk. It's a, well, remember the last deal between Columbus and Chicago? Artemi Panarin. So we'll keep that as a benchmark. 
Malcolm Subban, Al- the worst Nylander, and a third-round pick for Elvis Murray's Lincolns. No. No. Can you read no. that again? Can you read that again? Malcolm Subban, the worst Nylander, and a third-round pick for Elvis Murray's Lincolns. Okay, get off that trade. That is just stupid. That's a real Kenna-type trade. Yeah, by B- Bisicora78. Let's see what the comments are on this one. Well, I also found a really stupid one. Columbus absolute. What the hell? This is this person. This, this person comment that started commented. So the person that did the trade before E E underscore two, the person that did the dumb Vegas Cobbs deal. They said Columbus absolutely wins the steal if Nylander pans up, but I can't see Chicago risking it. And then yeah, I can't. And then risking what? Malcolm Subban is complete ass. Yeah. Like, he's Malcolm Subban is a backup goalie, but there's tons of pretty good backup goalies in the league. He doesn't really have much value. Alex Nylander, like I said, the worst Nylander. Has, like, he's, has never really found anything in the league and stuff. Like, I just wouldn't really say that he is really that good. He's more of a third-line kind of third-round pick, whatever. Whereas Leakins, he was so good. He had a really hot stretch this year, and Columbus seems to value him more than Corpusello and stuff. Like, yeah, and plus, he has an awesome name. I don't see any of the people here having an awesome name. Malcolm Subban, Alex Nylander, like, come on. Everyone knows that a player's name is half of their value. (laughs) Well, I found another great trade. Mm -hmm. Uh, This is by... Johnny sucks at hockey, Edmonton making moves. Zach Cassian and James Neal to Nashville. Can you guess the two players involved? Well, I just opened the trade, but I'll just Juan do random. Bonino and Victor Arvidsson. So basically, you're trading two problems for two for one pretty, really good player yeah. who had a down year and another decent player. It's a horrible yeah. trade, and I really want to – I'm going to go to the comments. The first one is there's no chance John Nashville would take this. Then EE underscore two, he said – He's been active today. Whoever made this has a screw loose. EE underscore two, I think you have a screw loose from your other trade, but sure, well, I agree with you on right. this one. And then this, another person said, I'm an Oilers fan, and I even I can even see that Nashville would never make this trade. I'm going to like that post. I agree. I'm liking that post. Yeah, because yikes. Yeah. Um, this is a bad trade. I'm liking all of these comments criticizing the trade. All right, well, I guess we can have one more trade and then end this episode off here. What do you think? Actually, wow, that is a dumb trade for Leafs. But it's, it's even, but I don't think we do it. What is it? Um, it's it's a Nylander for Domi and a fir- in Montreal's first. Anyways, this is a decent trade. I mean, it might be a bit of a Rasmus Ristolainen, Casey Middlestat, Matthias Samuelson, Buffalo's twenty twenty first, twenty twenty fourth for Patrick Laine. Now I really don't like Rasmus Ristolainen. I feel like he doesn't really know how to play defense or anything. He's basically just like all offensive and stuff, and I just don't really like him and stuff and the rest of this deal I just like 
Like, he's the main piece in this deal, basically, and so I just don't really like well, him. Well, so is the seventh, re- seventh overall pick. Yeah. Okay, so remind me. Who's the, what's this trade called again? It's called Line A to Buff by Nick Suzuki 14. Hold on, I'm finding it. Just wait a second. All right, hold on. Nick Suzuki, 14, made a line to Montreal trade. And it's definitely not biased at all. Hey, no, hold on. I'm on the trade from a... Yeah, what was the trade? The Montreal one? It's Dano, Romanov, and Montreal's 2021st and 2022nd for line A. Surprisingly not biased. Ah, surprisingly... For someone that has Dick Suzuki in their name, surprisingly, yeah. I don't, I don't know if is it, the Jets are kind of going for it though. Why would they trade for like prospects and younger players? Yeah, I don't know. Okay, well, I feel like that's it for this episode oh my, here wait, today. Wait, 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 wait. Let's read the comments. This first one's by Hasfan. Does doesn't worth it for Montreal? Let's clap for that grammar. Doesn't worth it for Montreal. Doesn't worth that. Dano and Romanov would bring much more than Line A alone, which that is not true at all. Not at all, but, you know, whatever. Uh, next mm-hmm. one, Winnipeg wouldn't move Line A for a rental. Yeah, it's kind of true. They're going for it. Why would they trade for him? And then the guy liked it. Well, Math seven thirty one. You're very biased. Yeah. Okay. Well, everybody, I think that's it for this episode today. Thank you for listen for listening. Remember to follow us on Instagram at Broken Twig Podcast and leave a rating, everybody. Any like we really enjoy all you fans and stuff. We really love how much you support us. So goodbye. <laughs>